Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news and interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together we're taking you Inside Disney. Well, hello there. Well, hello. Well, hello. Mm. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, Tony. You've Hi. been very busy with the mall. Yeah. How are you? Oh, my goodness. I will say it's been such a fun time with mom here in the city. We haven't seen each other IRL since before COVID times, and we're just mm. having a blast. Oh, my gosh. Wow, where does she live? She lives outside of Orlando. But a highlight, I got to say, you guys, I got to take mom to see Lion King on Broadway. It's her first time. <gasps> Does she Amazing. love it? There were tears. It was so great. <laughs> I want to watch you guys watch Lion King. <laughs> Does that scene exist in the house? <laughs> That's a whole other experience, Sherry. But I'm sure we can arrange that. <laughs> great. <laughs> what about yourself? What are you guys up to? I went down to Disneyland for the weekend and had an incredible time. The kickoff of the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. It is, uh, Sherry, I can't believe I beat you to it. I just can't. I'm shocked. I ate a lot really is the best way I can say that. What was the best thing you ate? There were too many best things. There were too (laughs) many best things. I loved the honey orange glazed salmon salad it was a nice big piece of salmon i was very impressed and then i you know followed that with the mango caracaspacho it was very refreshing with the mm. shrimp which were beautiful i love impossible burgers so the petite impossible avocado slider was great the mushroom yeah. bao bun was delicious and then of course the mickey mouse shaped snickers macron was uh. mind-blowing and i did eat one of the most unique things i'd ever tasted in my life, which was the peanut butter and jelly macaroni. Oh, interesting. It is a la macaroni and cheese with pop rocks on the top that stay with you for a while. It was a <laughs> like strange and yet incredibly good. So oh. that was amazing. They also did a, a little reception where we got to meet some of the people. And I actually met Coral Brown, who's the director of wine marketing for House of Brown, which Let me just start by saying that first, their Chardonnay was amazing. It was super smooth. If you can get it down there, I I think it's at Napa Rose. They definitely have House of Brown. Then second, I found out that they are Napa Valley's first Black-owned estate winery, which I thought was really, really cool and just such a unique story. And then I also met Robert and Ying, who own Strongwater in Anaheim, which is a new tiki bar. And they were serving up a Dole Whip cocktail, which was delicious. And they're going to be doing some presentations over the festival as well. And I feel like we need a a trip down to Strongwater just for some fun. I also made a discovery inside Trader Sam's. The Dole Whip adult beverage that you get outside is served very differently inside. It looks like a gorgeous, beautiful dessert. It it looks as beautiful Mm -hmm. as it tastes. So if you are in Trader Sam's, I would ask for it there. It looks unbelievable. And as if that wasn't enough, I'm now, because I had to go home and sit on my couch for two days after that, I couldn't move. (laughs) Fair. That's how you know you did it right. (laughs) Exactly. I started watching Dollface on Hulu and I'm about halfway through the first season. Have you guys watched it? 
No, not yet. What no. is it about? All right. It is Kat Dennings, who is genius, of course, and who we all love from Thor and WandaVision. She plays a recently broken up with woman who reconnects with these friends who she had essentially abandoned. And one is played by Sweet Life alum Brenda Song and another oh. by Pretty Little Liars alum Shay Mitchell. So it's a whole big Disney cluster of amazingness. So it's hilarious. I laugh out loud frequently. If you've not watched it on Hulu, I can't wait. Season two just dropped a couple of weeks ago. So now I'm going to get to catch up on all of that. Wow. So sorry, that was a whole lot, guys. I was doing a lot of Disney this week. No, that was great. I was like the whole time you were talking, I was just picturing all of the food that you ate and like trying to think, what do I want to eat first when I go to Food and Wine? <laughs> Those sliders uh, sound great. I mean, honestly, didn't hear anything after Dole Whip. So that's where I am. I'm still there. <laughs> uh, yes. I love a slider because I feel like I eat, I don't know, eight of them. And I'm like, they're mini burgers. I yeah, can eat as many as count. I want. Then exactly. it's like two to three full-size burgers in total. <laughs> but anyway. No judgment. Thank you. Well, you guys, I'm still listening to the Encanto soundtrack and I am not alone because yes, here I go again with the same piece of news, but more and more incredible each time. The soundtrack maintains the number one position on the Billboard 200 chart for the eighth non-consecutive week. Oh, wow. Guys, That's amazing. Uh, I feel like we're going to be saying this every single week at some point in the in, in the podcast. I love it. We talk about Encanto. Tuto. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Our version is not on the charts, but you can listen to it exclusively here. (laughs) Uh, And you can watch that show on Disney Plus as well as in another week or so, the new Disney Plus movie, Cheaper by the Dozen. We have coming up on the show, the hilarious, the charming, the talented Zach Braff. He talks all about learning his sweet dance moves for the (laughs) film with his hip hop dance instructor, as well as a potential for a Scrubs reunion. You'll hear about it here and Chicken Little. Like there's a whole lot of Chicken Little coming up. So get ready for that. But we get the news first, Sherry. We do. Okay. Well, before we get to the news about the humans, I've got a story about manatees. I love the little sea cows. Yes. Little sea cows. Yes. So the animal care team at Walt Disney World Resort, they just assisted the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission with the successful rehab and release of a female manatee named Plantana. So Plantana's story, she was rescued as a baby when she was found abandoned at less than a week old, and she was only 28 pounds at the time, which made her the smallest manatee ever rescued. Thankfully, she had a successful initial rehab. She was released back into the wild, but it was soon discovered that she was losing weight. So this required another rescue and rehab before coming to the seas with Nemo and friends at Epcot, which is where 24 other manatees have been rehabilitated over the years. It's such an amazing program. So it's part of something called the Manatee Rescue and Rehabilitation Partnership, where these animal care experts give ill or injured manatees everything they need to make their full recovery so that includes a stable environment preventative health exams the right diet around the clock monitoring to help them as they prepare to go back to the wild so good news for plantana and for manatees and manatee fans like me and me oh yes 
Yay. Well, sort of switching gears in a huge way, it was announced. <laughs> I, I know this is, well, in other news, <laughs> this is very exciting, I think. Disney Plus is going to be introducing an ad-supported subscription at a lower price point later this year. I don't have any more news on that right now, but I'm sure we'll be announcing more as soon as they give more details. They say it's going to be coming later this year. So stay tuned here at D23 Inside Disney. <laughs> well, in other news this week, Disney original documentary just got the rights to a film called Miha, which if you haven't heard of it, it's the debut feature from Isabel Castro, who's a four-time Emmy-nominated Mexican-American filmmaker. The film got rave reviews at Sundance, so you know it's good. Tells the story of Doris Munoz, who's a teenager who longed for a better representation in the music that she listened to. And when she was 23, she decided to take matters into her own hands and started a career in music talent management, passionately advocating for rising Latinx artists. So Miha will play the festival circuit throughout this season, and it's heading to Disney Plus later this year. So check it out. Mm. Love that. Well, <clears throat> and the Oscar goes to, well, those are the words, these names, <laughs> not me. I'm just trying to get my practice on. Those are the words these names <laughs> will be saying at the 94th Academy Awards, ABC and the Academy announcing more Oscars presenters this week, y'all. They include, again, not me, but Ruth E. Carter, Anthony Hopkins, John Leguizamo, Simu Liu, Uma Thurman, just to name a few. And I mean, there is definitely more to come. The show's producers saying they will continue to announce even more big names in the coming weeks ahead of, you guessed it, Oscars Sunday, March 27th, live on ABC. Yes, amazing. And coming in April... Not quite the Oscars, but the Disney Junior <laughs> Fun Fest is coming to Disney California Adventure Park Friday, April 29th. I love this. I love when they do these sort of fun activations in the park. It's great. You kids literally lose their minds. This one is going to have, of course, there's going to be announcements and surprise appearances. There's going to be a Doc McStuffins stage show highlighting 10 years of the beloved series. I, I actually got to see this, the adorable Alice's Wonderland Bakery unbirthday party with a cupcake decorating class. It is so adorable to watch kids decorate cupcakes. And literally, <laughs> they just look like mounds of frosting with like a maybe a tiny bit of cupcake peeking through. That's how I look when I eat cupcakes. There you go. You are a cupcake, Cherry. Oh, just, thanks. So sweet. So that's actually <laughs> happening right now at Food and Wine, and they're going to be bringing it back for this. So a lot of great things. You can visit the Disney Parks blog for full details on that. How fun. Well, I wish we could fast forward to this one opening, but we are so close, you guys. We got a new look at the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind ride vehicles on Instagram. They're called Star Jumpers. Did I get that right, Jeffrey? You sure did, Tony. Oh my gosh. Well, Walt Disney Imagineering on Instagram shared a really cool behind the scenes look at the ride vehicles. The attraction will open later this year at Epcot's first other world pavilion and of note i really have been glued to our pal zach ridley's instagram and you guys have also been mm -hmm. taking a peek over his page he's been posting some really awesome gems around cosmic rewind as well so there's so much to look forward to at upcut and you can take a look at this behind the scenes video at marvel.com 
Amazing. Well, in more parks news, Disney Parks and Jeffrey Disney Cruise Line are turning red. Woohoo! Yes, We've yes, got yes. all kinds of turning red inspired foods and more coming to oh, the parks fun. and to the ships. So at Disney Springs, this is starting this weekend at Amaret's Patisserie. We've got a turning red mini dome cake. Mm. Picture this. Layers of chocolate brownie, coconut, nuts, vanilla custard, and semi-sweet chocolate. I mean, it sounds to die for. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's hop over to Epcot. Available March through the end of May at the Canada Popcorn Cart. We've got Panned Aid, which is a coconut pomegranate lemonade with pomegranate boba pearls. Mm. Yum! Then over at Disney California Adventure Park, we've got a turning red photo op, which is by Silly Symphony Swings. And guests aboard Disney Cruise Line have been able to catch a sneak peek of turning red along with guests at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And all of us can watch all of turning red this Friday. And in other yay news, the Muppets Mayhem has been greenlit by Disney+. Plus. You love the Muppets. I love the Muppets. We all love the Muppets. <laughs> this new series is starring the amazing Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem as they go on their journey to record its first ever album. Also featuring Lily Singh, who will play a human, as she is a human, so that's appropriate. <laughs> the character is Nora. She's an A&R executive who has got to wrangle and manage the mayhem that is the electric mayhem and with all that animal does animal needs at least two wranglers i i'm quite sure that's true (laughs) so look for that coming to disney plus in the future cannot wait but you know what we don't have to wait for at all what do you hear that you hear that i do Oh, yeah. It's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend. Presented by our friends at State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Sherry, what's up first? Up first on Saturday, we've got Tarzan airing on Freeform at 8.30 a.m. Wake up to Tarzan. Wake up to that incredible soundtrack. Phil Collins, you guys. The soundtrack is, oh. I haven't listened to it in a while, and I used to love, love, love it. I cannot wait to give this movie a rewatch. And then on Sunday, March 13th at 3 p.m. on Disney Channel, Big Hero 6. Yes, relive the story of Baymax Hero and all of their friends. And also on Sunday, March 13th, it is the second anniversary of Stargirl on Disney+. Plus. So why not tune in and watch that? And if you watch that, You can then go back and listen to our 30th episode. Well, 30 episodes in, we spoke with Graham Vershare of Stargirl, gave us the scoop on making the movie and singing in the film and all of that. So definitely uh, enjoy a little Stargirl. Super fun. And on Sunday, March 13th, you guys, at 4 p.m. Eastern on FX, you can catch Ford versus Ferrari, starring Matt Damon and Christian Bale. And why not round out the weekend at 8.55 p.m. on Freeform on Sunday with Spies in Disguise, featuring Spies in Disguise, played by Will Smith and Tom Holland. So tune into that. On to today's guest. For Disney, this actor has starred in Scrubs, which we'll get into, Alex Inc. and Chicken Little. He appeared as a magical monkey in Oz the Great and Powerful. Yes, sir. And now he's starring (laughs) alongside Gabrielle Union and many, many, many kids in the upcoming Disney Plus film, Cheaper by the Dozen, 
please welcome our friend, Zach Braff. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. I ha you just reminded me that most of my career has been Disney. Uh, people yes. probably might not know that Scrubs was Disney because it was on NBC, but it was owned by Disney. So yes, I've been working with the mouse for a long time. We are happy to have you. And, and we cannot wait to see the film. And we can't wait for people to see the film. Tell us a little bit about it, maybe what's similar and what's new for people who love the earlier versions of the film. I think, well, listen, let's be honest. It's the ultimate film for parents to be able to watch with their kids. I promise you, it is so funny when you watch it. You know, it's funny, Donald Faison, my best friend and my co-star on Scrubs, I, he's got a bunch of kids. And I said, you're my test audience. Will you watch this trailer with your kids? And he said, it worked. I cracked up and they cracked up and you know that's what we aspired to do you aspired to make a movie that parents are genuinely going to have a lot of laughs and the kids are going to love it too and I, I think that's what it is I, I don't think we're quite as broad as the Steve Martin version we're not really I don't swing from a chandelier or anything too physical although there is a big dance-off so maybe that's the equivalent but you know it's obviously a, a mixed race family that's the most glaring difference Gabby and I play a couple that fall in love she had kids from a previous marriage. I had kids from a previous marriage. We got together and had two sets of twins and mayhem ensued. <laughs> so with that many kids, what was filming like? Well, the best part was because of all the rules, uh, we only had to film 10 hours a day, which is just ah. an actor's dream with all those kids. But it was fun. You know, they were great. They're so well-behaved. They're so talented. They were so excited. It's some of their first films. So you won't believe how gifted they are. They were just such positive energy. You know, we adults can get cranky and these kids were just perpetually in good moods. So it really, it was fun to go to set every day. And I loved being the, the one to be explain, oh, that's why they're doing it like that. And, and that's why you have to hit your mark because otherwise the camera won't be able to see you. And so it was fun. I was Uncle Zach to them and, and we had lots of laughs. I, I really, I really love these kids. That's awesome. So there are, you know, fast and furious races in the house, kids sliding down laundry chutes. You mentioned a dance off. Gotta ask you, what was the craziest thing you did that your parents busted you doing? Things that you can share on a Disney podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a couple of parties that we weren't supposed to be having. They were not thrilled that we had uh, decided to invite the entire high school to the house. You know what's amazing about that house? There's two houses in the movie, and the first one, they built the entire house on a stage on the Disney lot. And I had never seen anything like that. Usually when it comes to sets, they'll build like the first floor here. And then if you go over to the other stage, there's the second floor. And these guys built the entire huge house on a stage. And just as a filmmaker and someone who loves movies, that was a really cool thing to, to see in action. You touched on the dance off, I have to ask, are you naturally that gifted a dancer? I mean, no, you, you, I had to you... train. I, I literally had a hip hop coach. Do you know how embarrassing it is to have a hip hop coach? <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of cool, Zach, honestly. Please. Well, obviously my character is not supposed to be great, but I don't know anything about like, I had learned to moonwalk in my 20s for another part, but it had been a very long time. This amazing woman came over to my house. This was during COVID, so we had to like, be masked up and we did it in my garage with the door open but it was so funny she would like crank hip-hop and be like all right let's see what you got let's see what we're working with and then she taught me moves and i do them and part of the dance off is that i'm doing a TikTok-esque dance that my kids and i have worked out so it was fun the most fun was that we were surrounded by these incredible dancers and every day I, we, we rehearsed that for two weeks and i got to watch these 
like real dancers. Like these kids were like on like the Bieber tour kind of level dancers. And most of them was watching them move. And then I'd have to be like, guys, um, you haven't read the script. You do realize that I'm supposed to be like a dad who can't dance. Okay. So, so please don't make fun of me. <laughs> I feel like you do a very nice job. Thank you. But taking it back, you did mention a lot of people probably don't know that Scrubs was produced by Disney. Yeah. Even though it didn't air on ABC, did you still feel some Disney love at that time? It did actually move to Disney, believe it or oh, not. Right, I forgot. Yeah. It's one of those rare shows that started on NBC and then NBC was going to cancel it. And ABC was like, you're not canceling that. We'll take it. So we moved over to there. But sorry, what was your question? Did, did you feel the Disney love during the production? Well, yeah, actually, yeah, we, they, they definitely let us go to the parks a lot and have special guides and everything. They gave us Disney love like that, which Donald, who's like a Disney freak, would abuse and be like, can we go every weekend? They're like, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always felt taken care of by the Disney fam. They've been great. Although Chicken Little is not represented nearly enough at the parks. This is a qualm I have. Oh, we are getting Listen. to Chicken Little, sir. Listen, sir, <laughs> I want to tell you that Chicken Lil was a success, but just at that border of like, are we going to do a sequel or not? And I was like, come on, guys, please. This is so much fun. And it didn't cross the threshold for a sequel. And I'm so bummed. And then I go to the parks and there's literally everything. Try and find Chicken Lil anything. You can't. And I'm trying to, I'm like with my friends trying to brag. I'm like, I'm sure that pin store has a Chicken Little pin. And everyone's looking like, nope, no Chicken Little pin. <laughs> so if you guys have any connections to the merch folks, can you give me some Chicken Little merch for the love of Disney? Well, I feel like we, we know a few people. <laughs> we'll make a phone call. <laughs> Well, you, you voice Chicken Little, Zach, yeah. and while yeah. it may not be everyone's favorite Disney movie, we're getting into this, it really is one of mine as well, okay? But what was it like voicing an animated character for Disney? It was so fun, and the late Gary Marshall played my father, mm -hmm. and he yeah. was such a wonderful improv comedian, and I loved to improv too, and what they decided to do was... They said, you guys both are so funny riffing, you know, for those of your listeners who don't know, oftentimes you're just recording alone in a booth not with the other characters, but with Gary and I both loving to riff, they put us in two sound booths facing each other. Oh, and we would wow. just make stuff up. And a lot of it made it in the movie. And it was so fun. It was such an honor. And I hope Sean Bailey's listening and knows that he should reboot Chicken Little. And I, I loved it. I, I had so much fun. You know, people, a lot of people don't know it's me. Whenever it comes up, like on the internet or something, they're like, what? They had no <laughs> idea it's me. Oh. But here's my proof. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. There you go. That was a gift. That's the, that's the only way I've been able to entertain <laughs> kids because most of the films I've made or I've been in are not meant for children. And so my, my go-to has always been my Chicken Little uh, impression. I like this. I see a new ringtone coming for me. <laughs> okay, so you and Donald Faison are still close to this day. If there was ever a reboot of the show, not saying that there is, although we would love it, would you be up to play JD again? Of course not. I don't want to go work the hours we worked again, not to complain so blessed, but perfect for when you're in your twenties and thirties. But at my age now, I would love to do like a movie version of it. Like I always reference the show psych. They do like small movie versions, you know, every once in a while, like I would love to do that or a mini series or something, but I don't think I want to sign up for like the amount of work it takes to be the lead in a single camera <laughs> television show. <laughs> 
where you're pitching it here. I like it. Limited series. This could be. Yeah, just think in the spirit of psych, like every once in a while, they make like a movie. I think it's genius. We would love to do that. Yes. Something that people can watch easily on Disney Plus. You played a very articulate monkey in Oz the Great and Powerful. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Now, I, I read that you wore a blue screen onesie and hopped around during filming. Can you please walk us through that? Well, Sam Raimi had this idea that I would be, even though I was a voice, that I was going to be there the entire time. We shot for six months in Detroit because he wanted me and James Franco to be able to riff, just like my example with um, Gary Marshall. And I didn't have a very big part. At the, in the beginning. And I said to myself, dude, if you've got to be here for six months, you are going to improv yourself into a lead because <laughs> uh, you're stuck here in a blue screen onesie and you better come up with some funny jokes. So they had a couple different ways they wanted to try and accomplish it. But what we ended up doing most of the time, and you can probably find this picture on the internet. I know you can actually. They had a puppet, you know, Finley was completely computer generated, but they had a puppet just for framing and for reference. And then I would put on a blue screen suit up to my neck and I would act out all the lines with James. Sometimes I would forgo the puppet and just kneel down to his height. We figured out if I sat, you know, crisscross, what do they say these days? Crisscross applesauce. If, if I sat that way, that I was uh, low enough to be at Finley's height. And I would just riff with James. And that was fun too, because Sam kept a lot of that stuff in the movie too. But yeah, that was me. That was, I was Finley. I love it. I love it. Again, not enough Finley merch at the parks, guys. We gotta, we gotta raise, we need more Finley merch. We need more Chicken Little merch. I'm gonna write a very firmly worded email. <laughs> I'll just walk around with a green screen suit myself. Oh, I like that. All right. We've seen a lot of photos of you from Disneyland, but you're an East Coast kid. Did you go to Disney World growing up or Disneyland? I think like twice. You know, it's a big deal to go from Jersey down to Florida for my whole family. But I do have two distinct memories. Once I went with my whole family, which was amazing. And then once my dad took me just on a special like father-son bonding trip. We stayed at the Dolphin Hotel. Is that still oh, there? It is. Yeah, I stayed at the Dolphin Hotel. I had an amazing time. I love it there. But yeah, in, here in LA, it's much more doable because you know Anaheim is so close to LA. Exactly. Love it. Well, we're down to the last few hard-hitting questions here, Zach. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Before I let you go, a round of Disney favorites. So I'll kick us off. Please share with us your favorite animated Disney movie that isn't Chicken Little. Oh my goodness. I think that's such a good question. <laughs> it might have to be up. Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but that's hard. That's the first thing that came to my head. So I really loved Up. I found it so moving and beautiful. Solid answer. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. One of Sherry's favorites. Favorite <laughs> Disney Parks attraction? I like Pirates of the Caribbean. I just find the smell of it, it reminds me of my childhood. Ooh. Oh, oh, okay. I, I don't know, but you know, first of all, I'm not a big roller coaster guy, and and but the, I don't know. There's something about the old school animatronics and smell of pirates that I always enjoy. Listen, a pirate's life for me. Mm. There yeah. you go. Favorite. Uh, this may be biased. Favorite Marvel character. <laughs> I'll go with uh, Yelena Belova in Black Widow. Solid choice. My, solid choice. Solid choice. Very exciting. Very exciting. A uh, new character to the universe. Yes. <laughs> Your favorite theme park snack? I found the one beer kiosk that's in the park. 
It's over by where the uh it's like a Pixar Pier where the, yes, the Paradise right Square is. Oh, yeah. Yep. I found out that there's I think only one beer kiosk outside of California Adventure. That's my favorite spot. <laughs> nice. Well, you could go down right now for the food and wine festival they have there. There's a lot of beer. They have a lot of beer to sample. Okay. And we end every interview with this same question. And given how much work you've done with Disney, this may be a toughie, but what is your favorite Disney memory? My favorite Disney memory is probably just being in the parks with my family. I know it's not a very interesting answer, but just, you know, you're so excited to be there. You know, you're walking around with your family. As a kid, it's just such a magical, rare experience. So just to be there in the parks and and running around with your family. I, I have a lot of great childhood memories of that. Did you ever get to sort of reciprocate that as an adult and bring your oh, family? Oh yeah, especially when I got became a known Disney star and got to get the special VIP guide and everything. Oh yeah, it's been paid back many a time. <laughs> that is awesome. Zach, thank you so much. Congratulations on Cheaper by the Dozen. We're looking forward to the Scrubs reboot. Many firmly awarded email are coming for Trick and Little merchandise. Yeah, I want uh, chicken. So Listen, all I ask is one thing. Just please give me one piece of chicken little merch available at the parks. Okay, guys? Don't send it to me. I know what's going to happen. You're going to ask. And they're going to go to the uh, basement, like at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and find like a pin. No, I'm not talking about from me. I'm talking about uh, at the parks. Come on. Or the people. Justice for chicken little. <laughs> yeah. New hashtag. All right, guys. That was fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Take you. care. Well, I am definitely on the hunt for Chicken Little merch, you guys. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> I actually have a Chicken Little Christmas ornament. So do I you mean, really? I do. I do. Oh I gosh. got it when the movie came out. So I'm glad you didn't say anything to Zach about that. I'm sure he would have been uh, hunting you down. Well, no, I mean, he said that, you know, he didn't want something that, you know, from someone else's collection, he said he wanted it to be in the park. So we're going to have to make some phone calls and some send some emails, Tony. Let's get on top of that. <laughs> but thank you again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. And don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.